This is Onward Radio. I, I do an exercise at the start of every semester that I've taken from Project M is actually an exercise called Show Me Your Guts. And this is the first project I give them day one of the TPP class. And that basically, uh, I, I tell them, you know, what is it that you want to do in, in life? What's your passion? What's your energy? What's the, th what's, the, what's the thing, what's the reason why you get up every morning? Today on Onward, we're joined by Mark O'Brien via Skype from San Francisco, California. Mark is the founder of Confidence, teaches at California College of the Arts, and he's a design strategist and creative facilitator focusing on human-centered design and social innovation. Previously, he's worked for places like Project M and Future. You can learn more about Mark O'Brien at markobrien.net. Well, Mark, welcome to Onward Radio. I'm uh, happy to have you here uh, for the second time. Um, it looks like the first time we chatted, uh, our, had a technology fail. So this is uh, the second time we've chatted, but I'm excited about um, hearing more about some of the work you've been doing. Yeah, thanks uh, for having me again. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, so um, you just came back from a, a really interesting project in uh, Greensboro, Alabama, correct? Called uh, Secret Project. Um, how did that go? Can you tell us more about um, what that project was? Yeah, so Secret Project is a new program um, that I'm starting with uh, John Bielenberg, who you interviewed uh, the first oh, episode. Yes. Yeah. Um, him and I are putting together Secret Project at CCA, California College of the Arts. And uh, this, this academic year, last fall and this, this past spring semester, we've been doing these weekend workshops that we call blitzes with students. They start Saturday morning and end Sunday evening. And we uh, partner up with some sort of entity, whether it's a nonprofit or you know some sort of organization in the city, in the Bay Area. And we, uh, we work on a challenge uh, with the, that organization. Um, students from all disciplines, all levels are encouraged to apply. And through the two days, they are introduced to the rapid ingenuity uh, process that um, I've been uh, fortunate to, to help, you know, kind of create the last few years with a, a handful of other amazing uh, designers and, and creative individuals. And so we've been doing this the last uh, academic year. And um, last spring, we took a, a number of CCA students down to Greensboro, Alabama, uh, home of Hero and uh, also Project M. And so we've, uh, we, we took a handful of students down there for uh, spring break. And we worked with Hero, um, an amazing nonprofit down there run by Pam Dorr, um, on a project to help them uh, brand and promote a new school that they're trying to put together um, down in down in the in the town. Can you t can you inform us who Pam Dorr is? Maybe for some of us who don't know who she is. Oh man, Pam Dorr is awesome. She is the. Uh, She's the, the director of Hero, which is a nonprofit down there in, in Greensboro that operates within Hill County. That is a community revitalization organization uh, helping residents of Hill County uh, with a, a wide variety of services, 
Um, she is just a force. She's just, you know, whatever, whatever idea she has, she does it. And it's just meant to, to better, uh, better the community and its residents. Um, and, uh, yeah, she is someone you should definitely interview, uh, for your next season. And she's an architect, correct? She studied at the rural studio years ago and she, which is, which is based out of Hale County. Um, it's an Auburn, uh, university program. Right, right. It's a great program. It's a great program. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. And, um, and she ended up being so inspired and, uh, and, and changed by this experience that she ended up staying there. And, uh, she's been there for a number of years now and she's, she's kicking butt. Yeah. She's embedded in the community for sure. Oh, totally. Yeah. So you went down there to work with her. Um, this is the secret project, right. That, um, involved working with her nonprofit hero, correct? Correct. Yeah, we spent um, we spent about a week down there, and the Blitz instead of the two days that we normally would have them here in, in SF, we had five days, and so we did a deeper dive into the rapid ingenuity process, and the students really immersed themselves and interviewed people around this around the town, and had a, a much more time prototyping and making some of these ideas uh, come to life, and. Um, yeah, it was great. You know, the students really enjoyed it. And uh, if anything, it kind of lit a fire under them to where when they got back to CCA and the, and the semester started back up again, they were they were on fire. Now, did the how many students went and, and when they do get down there, are they are they sleeping in tents? You know, how did how does this all this work <laughs> when they get down there? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So they, uh, so we had about five students. Um, we had a f- uh, students from graphic design, film, um, and uh, interaction design. And uh, there's there's this uh, there's this building called the bunkhouse, which is uh, kind of a, a converted. I think it might have been an old like small barn or something. It was just one big shell basically. And there's a full kitchen, two bathrooms, a few showers, a big living room, eating area. And then on the second floor is nothing but bunk uh, bunk beds. (laughs) So they're living okay, basically, right? You know, it's, it's, it's good. Yeah. And, um, yeah, they, they live, eat and breathe with each other for 24 seven. And, uh, it's, it's meant to also encourage bonding and really add more to the experience. Yeah. It sounds like it's, um, uh, really, uh, I think as a student, if I was a student, that sounds like a great thing to be involved in. And are, are a lot of these students who are going, are they already sort of on board with that type of work? Or do you get people who are just, you know, I'm going to give this a try and then see what happens? Yeah, it's a, it's a mix. It's a mix. Um, you know, it, we found that there's there's a handful of, of repeat um, students who who did the first one, they loved the process, they, they wanted to learn more. Or some students who did the, uh, their first one, they they loved the, the act of doing something for the greater good and they wanted to contribute more uh, into that space. And so uh, we get a wide variety of students. Like I said, um, it's it's all levels, all disciplines. So we get, you know, freshmen to a few grad students. Um, and it's, uh, and, and now, you know, uh, in the fall semester, uh, it'll be a 15 week class. And so I'll be teaching that, um, this coming fall semester with John, he's going to be coming in whenever he visits, um, San Francisco. And, uh, we're looking to do more deep dives with some of these partner organizations in, in this, in the Bay area. So this is continuing the work with, um, uh, hero. It's continuing beyond just that five, five day, uh, experience. 
Yeah. So as of right now, we um, we'll be doing a 15 week class. Students will get credit for this. We'll meet twice a week. Um, and uh, what we're thinking as of right now, and of course this can change, but we're thinking of, of partnering up with organizations in the Bay Area to do deeper dives. And so we'll we'll be working with you know, either a nonprofit or some sort of entity here, and the students will be provided a real challenge from the organization uh, to work on for about five weeks per project. So we can fit three uh, organizations within a 15 week semester. Gotcha. Well, I want to take a step back to um, before Secret Project, before you're an educator, before you were even a practicing designer, and to where you got interested in design as a, as a profession. What were you doing? Um, were you always a designer or, uh, was, did you have a secondary profession before that? Um, yeah, I've, I've kind of had a, a crazy winding road as I'm sure <laughs> most designers, as I'm sure most designers do, you know, um, oh, yeah. I, you know, I got into it by accident. I, I was designing without really knowing I was designing. Um, I had a, I had a friend back in high school that we wanted to start a, a, a zine. And so, you know, of course, you know, figuring out how to do that. I was using Microsoft Publisher, you know, oh my God. Um, kind of pushing, <laughs> pushing type around and trying to trying to make some sort of sense of it all, you know, and, and I found, you know, iron on transfers, you know, for T-shirts and making mm -hmm. my own punk rock T-shirts, you know, things like that. Um, and it wasn't until I got into, <clears throat> excuse me, it wasn't until I got into my first college when I originally signed up for studying telecommunications. I, uh, I wanted to get into telecom. So like journalism or, or no telecommunications, like satellites and radio Interesting. and all that stuff. Okay. Wow. And it wasn't until maybe six months into that, that I woke up and realized, yeah, this sucks. I want to do something more creative. <laughs> and the only major that this tech technical college had that was somewhat creative was it web development. So in other words, web design, and this was back mm -hmm. in 2000, 2001. Mm -hmm. And so I basically just, switched majors and got into that. I learned Photoshop five. I learned uh, flash five, I believe. And, uh, <laughs> it kind of exposed me to kind of the, the visual side of this thing called design. Um, I took some coding classes, but I never really got into the whole programming coding thing. Yeah. Um, although I can understand a little bit of it, but it's, it's not how my, my brain operates. It's a whole other profession, really. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, uh, I did coding for, around the same time that you're mentioning around 2000, 2001. And it was such a departure from designing for me. And I had to step away from it because I started having like nightmares in code. And I, I don't know <laughs> if that's normal, but I definitely had to step away from it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, no. So, uh, you know, got out of, of that school. Uh, my, my friend and I started a, a web design company in 2001 and, you know, we, we did that for, you know, about a year or so made some decent money and we dissolved it on good terms. But while I was doing that, I was getting much more into the design aspect. I was on the front end, he was on the back end. So mm -hmm. I was designing the, the, the sites in flash or, and this was when websites in flash were a hot thing back then. Oh, right. Yeah. And, um, but I, you know, I would just, kind of stumble into this whole design world, you know, kind of at night and on the weekends. You know, I remember I actually just stumbled upon this site recently uh, that brought back a ton of memories. It was a, it's a blog called designiskinky.net. I don't know. I remember that users. site. I used to yeah, go to that all that? the time. Yeah. I used to go to that all <laughs> I, the time. 
I can't believe it's still like active. But is it, that is it was the like, same from back then, or have they? Updated? Oh yeah. Oh wow. It cool. was. It's definitely upgraded. Yeah, it's definitely updated design. But yeah, that was basically the portal that exposed me to holy crap. There's this thing called design, and <laughs> you know, there's something that I'm really interested in, and so. You know, after, you know, a year or so, I, you know, like I said, my friend and I dissolved this this web company and uh, he moved to Atlanta and I stayed in Virginia and I went ahead and decided to go back to school and I applied to Virginia Commonwealth back in 2003 and uh, eventually got into the graphic design department and just never looked back. Right. And, and your company, the web company was you were doing work. What kind of work were you doing there? Was it very corporate work or was it just kind of all over the place? It was all over the place. It was, I mean, again, this was pretty new. And so we were just doing, uh, you know, we did his stepdad's company's website. We did, you know, his neighbor's website. I mean, it was just kind of whoever needed one because at the time, you know, people kind of started to know about the internet, but they didn't really see the value of it. And so, mm -hmm. um, you know, we were just doing stuff. And honestly, it was just an excuse for us to kind of sharpen our skills. So I was getting a little bit more into the design stuff. He was getting much more into the, the backend database coding stuff. So honestly, the projects that we were doing, it wasn't really us loving these projects. It was just us learning more stuff once we got out of uh, our technical college together. So the work that you're doing now is, is I think, um, from my perspective, very involved with promoting social change. And I'm wondering if that was something that you always were interested in, or was this something that, you know, your time at VCU got you um, interested in pursuing? Yeah. So I, I took a, I took a class when I was at VCU called design center taught by John Malinowski, who's one of my, you know, one of my first mentors. And that class was a portfolio entry class, ran like a design studio. And every semester you had to reapply to stay into the class and only about eight to 10 students um, were allowed in the class. And we worked on real client work. We worked on you know, uh, other VCU departments. We, uh, with other VCU departments, we worked on Richmond organizations that are kind of in this social good space. And that was really the first exposure I had to where, you know, design can create positive change. In your work after that, um, was um, this concept of social change something that allowed you to survive to, to make an income or were you doing other things uh, on the side of that? Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so this was, so I, I got out of, of VCU back in uh, 2008 and I moved to Chicago the summer of 2008 and yeah, I took three semesters of design center and I loved it and I really wanted to do more work like that, but I couldn't find it. And so moving to Chicago, I was just freelancing and you know, this is summer into the fall of 2008 when the economy was tanking. And as soon as, you know, I started to read the E word, as I say, you know, the economy word in design blogs, I knew something was up. And so at that moment I just was, you know, kind of just, finding, trying to find work whenever I could just to kind of pay the bills. But, uh, after about three months in Chicago, I, I just decided, you know, I was burning more money than making money, you know, it just seemed like everyone in Chicago, all the design studios were basically, you know, closing their, their windows, locking the doors and not letting anyone in because, you know, they had a, they had a struggle to survive. And so about three months after that, I moved back to Virginia and, um, you know, kind of, 
uh, came through the whole, you know, winter 2009, uh, into leading into 2009. And then, uh, at the end of winter, I stumbled upon a link that my friend Brian shared about, um, applications for this organization called project M. And, uh, I knew of project M back in school because my friend Brian did it, um, when he graduated, cause we went to the BCU together. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, wow, this is my opportunity to to do more work like what I did in Design Center. And so um, I I applied and got in, and that basically just set the trajectory of my career. And that's where you met John Bielenberg and and, um, uh, Pam Dorr and and those people. Right. So June June of 2009, um, I went down there for a month to do uh, the Project M session. And yeah, I met John, met Pam, and saw what she was doing in Greensboro. And it really just, you know, opened my eyes to what design could really do and uh, how that could be applied to, to positive change. In regards to that, do you have like a particular, like, I don't know, um, vested interest with a particular area in social change, whether it be like uh, food justice, poverty, education, that, you know, that just gets you really excited about um trying to help um, improve or is it, or is it more of a general thing for you? Yeah. You know, it's, that's a tough one. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine once and, you know, kind of came up with this phrase, you know, I'm a specialist in being a generalist, you know? Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I just, like that. yeah, I, don't, I, I guess, you know, maybe, maybe earlier on, I, I was just into just this whole idea of using design for the greater good, whether I was working on an education project or a health project or a transportation project, whatever. I just loved the idea of using design for something bigger, right? Um, but I think lately, the more I think about it, you know, and maybe this is the reason why I'm at CCA, maybe this is the reason why I'm starting, you know, kind of to get more into the education space. But I think to answer your question, I think, you know, education, yes, but not so much, you know, high ed. Um, just education, education in general. And that could be, you know, that could be high ed. It could be these alternative education platforms like Project M or even some of these new things like Skillshare, General Assembly, um, but also education within oneself too. You know, how do you take care of yourself? How do you get to, you know, a better sense of who you are and what it is you want to do to live a better life and more meaningful life. And then just me trying to figure out as a designer where design fits in with all this, because, we talk about positive change and we talk about change in the world, et cetera, et cetera, but using design, that's great, but it all starts with the individual. And mm-hmm. so we have to educate ourselves with, with things like who we are, what is it that we want to do? And then once we realize that, then how do I then apply it to the bigger picture? Yeah. Knowledge is power. You know, the, exactly. yeah. Awareness is really the first step um, in teaching um, in, in your classroom. Do you have any strategies or, uh, techniques that you use to um, impart that kind of, um, you know, I guess, inspiration upon the students to get them thinking in that same mindset and not just about um, some sort of, uh, you know, I'm going to go work for corporate America, but to, to tell them that design can be more than just that. Yeah. So I have been teaching at CCA for the last two years or so. And I've been teaching a class called Transition Professional Practice, TPP. And it's a class, it, it's a class that, um, 
that is meant to prepare seniors in the graphic design department, uh, meant to prepare them for the profession, transitioning them from academic to the profession. Mm -hmm. And so I get them at the last year or last semester of their schooling. And in that class, we, uh, you know, polish up their portfolio pieces. You know, we take their past projects and, and give them kind of a, a, a good makeover. Um, we also create their website, resume, business cards, things like that. Um, I also expose them to what they can do with their design degree, you know, whether they can work for this kind of company or this kind of position, um, whether they want to work for someone or for themselves. And, you know, so that class, you know, it's, it's, I say this to people, it's one part design, yes, but it's also one part life. And so we go over a lot of these types of things, like what is it that you really want to do with this new skill that you have? Um, what is it that you want to contribute back into the world, right? Um, I, I do an exercise at the start of every semester that I've taken from Project M is actually an exercise called Show Me Your Guts. And this is the first project I give them day one of the TPP class. And that basically, uh, I, I tell them, you know, what is it that you want to do in, in life? What's your passion? What's your energy? What's the, th what's the, what's the thing, what's the reason why you get up every morning? You know, what's the dent in the universe you want to make? And within two days, <clears throat> excuse me, within two days, they have to go and create some sort of uh, 60 second video of them answering the, those types of questions. Wow, that's a really then, cool project. And then, yeah. And then we watch it as a class, the next class. And so it gives me a better sense of who they really are minus the designer who I'm seeing them on a day-to-day -day basis, but who are they as an individual? Did the students put these online as well? Cause it'd be really cool to watch. Um, no, they're mostly private. private. Uh, they're private videos or, cause I mean, you know, some of the students really open up and, um, you know, I'm not sure if they want, you know, that's understandable that to be for seen. sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, at that, at that point in their, in their lives, when they're about to get away from this four year, I call it security blanket and, and start this brand new chapter of this, holy shit, what am I going to do for the rest of my life? Um, it's that really pivotal point where they're very vulnerable. And so I'm in that class, I'm very, I'm very open. You know, I, I mm -hmm. share with them my ups and downs when I was, when I was their age, um, or at least in their position and even my current ups and downs now. And so there's throughout the semester, I start to see, uh, light bulbs kind of go off in, uh, at various times, uh, when they start to realize, Oh, there's much more to it than just pushing pixels. Yeah, that I had a guy come into my class once from Rule 29, which is a design studio outside of uh, Chicago named Justin Ahern. And he really opened up to my students by showing them his college design portfolio and, and saying, now take a look at yours and think back to, um, you know, what you were doing throughout your four year career here. And now look at what I did. Right. And look where I am now. Right. And yeah. It was a really, they, they were really touched by that. And I think that idea of just opening up is something that I think they really respond to well. Right, right. I mean, at the end of the day, like, there's no guidebook to any of this. Right. <laughs> no, know? there's not. Yeah. <laughs> there's no, there's no official guidebook that someone on some mountaintop wrote about this is the path that you, that you should take to be a successful graphic designer or designer period. And I think they, I think students think that there is one. But when they start to hear, and I bring in my friends who are professionals in the design uh, space here in SF to the classroom to also share their stories. And I think 
uh, throughout the semester, the students start to kind of see a running theme in terms of, wait a minute, this person started out here, but they're all the way over there. That's crazy. That's odd. That's cool. You know, and it makes them realize, oh, there isn't one path or there isn't a right path. Um, my first job doesn't have to define me for the rest of my life. Oh yeah. That's a really good, I mean, that's, that's a really important point because that was me when I was, um, a senior, um, in the graphic design program where I was, I was confused as hell and I thought I had done everything wrong. Cause I thought there was one way to go. And I, I feel like there's a probably tons of kids today is feeling the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, the other thing that you do outside of teaching is, I don't know if it's entrepreneurial or what you want to categorize it as, but you've launched a couple really interesting projects that I was able to take a look at called uh, the Social Good Guides and Hey, What's Good In? And I'm really interested in what you hope um, these projects um, could achieve and, and, and maybe some more information about what they are. Uh, yeah, so Social Good Guides... Uh, it's been a, a, a project, side project of mine for the last three and a half or so years. Um, my 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 partner in this, Shauna Dressler, who you also interviewed. Yeah, I know. Um, Small world. Is it she, <laughs> yeah, she's also she's also another force. She's a she's a she's dynamite man. She's, she's amazing. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. She um, so yeah, her and I met years ago at a conference called A Better World by Design, and she had this kernel of an idea. And uh, she shared it with me and we started, you know, Skyping and emailing back and forth. And, you know, three and a half years later, it's it's it kind of manifested itself into what you uh, now see uh, called Social Good Guides. And um, again, this kind of goes back to kind of what you asked earlier about. Do I have a focus? This is also under the education um, kind of uh, umbrella. Um, so the Social Good Guides are a series of guides meant to help startup change makers um, social entrepreneurs, nonprofit founders, um, launch and sustain a successful uh, organization for the first you know year or two. And these guides cover a wide variety of topics ranging from you know why great design matters to how to use social media effectively to various business models to legal structures, et cetera, et cetera. Um, again, it's uh, under the umbrella of education. You know, how can we, ensure that those with really amazing intentions, those with a really good idea to change, uh, to, to, to create a better world, actually launch and sustain it to where they can become successful. Uh, there's so many great, uh, there's so many uh, startups um, and initiatives that, that launch and yet fail right off the bat because they mm. miss that one key element, right? And so the guides are our attempt to educate those that are launching these initiatives to not make those small mistakes um, or those or those stupid mistakes. So, so that was something that, yeah, that's something I've been working on with her for uh, quite a while now. We're still kind of, uh, we're doing a slow rollout and hope Hopefully, between now and when this podcast launches, we'll we'll do a more hard uh, marketing push. And then, um, yeah, social good. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, hey, what's good? In is another project. I I mean, as a designer, you know, I'm sure you're in the same boat along with a lot of your audiences. Like, you know, we can't stop making, right? And so yeah. I, have, you know, I just when I have an idea, I have to I have to actually make it into something to to see if it's worth it or not to pursue. You know, it's I just have to get it out of my head and, and into the world. Um, hey, what's good? And is uh, a newer project that um, came from came from a uh, a number of emails that I would receive every so often. That uh, because people 
you know, people eventually start to start to see my projects pop up in blogs and in, in news articles and things like that. And kind of me kind of create a name for myself kind of in this social good space, social design space. I would get emails from young individuals um, saying, hey, I got your your info from you know, so-and-so at design school, you know, cause I have a lot of friends who teach in various design departments around the country or, Hey, I saw your, your work in, you know, FASCO or something. They say, Hey, I'm moving to SF. I want to get in the social good space. Um, can you give me ideas on who I should look into and what organizations I should, I should reach out to. And, you know, that's great. It's, you know, it's, it's great that they're reaching out to me, but it's like, you know, Hey, what's your favorite band? It's like, well, uh, I don't know. It's like, you're put on the spot. You're like, well, I don't know. Like, and so what I did was, uh, just kind of, uh, answer them, uh, when I could, if I could. And then eventually I started to think about how can I just kind of aggregate all this information and send it to them in one easy, uh, email. And so I created this Google spreadsheet with, uh, seven categories, um, and then, you know, me stumbling upon a link, um, that would fit under the nonprofit category here in the, in the Bay area, I would just copy and paste it in there. And so when I would get these emails, I could just simply, uh, send them that Google spreadsheet. Um, and then after the new year, I started to think more about it. Um, I was like, well, wait a minute, I'm a designer. I can actually make something that's a little bit more, you know, something better than a Google spreadsheet. Oh, and yeah. so again, I started to think about how, how I can kind of balloon this up into something as I tend to do with all my other personal projects and then, Hey, what's good and was born. So the idea is that, uh, it would be a place that, that I can then list all of these, um, links, whether it's, uh, links to nonprofits, uh, companies, organizations, meetups, things like that, that are in SF that someone who is interested, a creative individual who's interested and uh, learning about these organizations that are doing good in the city, they can go and then you know do the research and get in touch with them if they want. Um, and then again, building this out even more, I thought about well, why not expand it to other cities around the country? Because of course, there's you know more cities doing more good work. And so, uh, yeah, I developed this idea and reached out to a handful of my friends to say, hey, this is a new project. Are you interested? And Surprisingly, everyone said yes. Yeah, you recruited so, me. Uh, you recruited me. So it's, it's definitely a really cool project. Yeah, yeah. And, then, you know, we're up to, as of right now, we're up to about eight cities. I have about three or four on deck. Um, and they're big cities, small cities. And so the idea is that, you know, uh, a city ambassador will curate his or her own city and uh, add links to, within these seven categories uh for, for a user who uh, goes to the site can then learn more about those particular organizations within that particular location. Um, this is, you know, kind of a V1 website. You know, I, I would love to, to kind of uh, build this out even more, adding more features and bells and whistles to this. But, uh, you know, with my, with my creative process and my mindset, I'm all about just kind of small bets and, and making, making prototypes to yeah. see what works and what doesn't. So this is definitely a V1, but I have, I have big visions to where this could become something more, uh, something bigger. Um, but, uh, but we'll see. Yeah. I think it's, it's a really interesting site, especially if you're like going to move to one of these cities or if you're just visiting exactly. someone there. And if anyone's listening that wants to get involved, I'll put the, the website and in, in the show notes, um, under the, under the actual audio. So you can contact Mark and get involved with that. Um, that kind of transitions nicely into what I wanted to ask you next. And that is, you know, what's next for you? You're doing a lot. And I'm wondering if, 
if you have another project in the works or if it's you're just kind of trying to get these ones done that you're already working on? Yeah. Um, you know, it's that question, you know, where do you see yourself in five years? It's like, oh, man, I hate that question. It's like, <laughs> I didn't ask that one, thankfully, right? <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, you know, it's like, I don't even know where I'm going to be in five days. Yeah. Um, it's, it's coming off of my nomadic lifestyle I've lived a few years ago. So I have that mindset of just, you know, not thinking too far ahead. But, um, you know, I, going back to Secret Project, you know, uh, kind of building that out in the fall of, of this next semester, you know, John and I have big visions for it, you know, so the class is just, you know, yet again, another small bet. Um, you know, we have bigger visions of building this out in something more, something that we can really uh, establish at CCA and uh, and become kind of a, a, a make it into a bigger entity than what, than just a 15 week class. So I'm really excited for that. We're doing a, um, a, a seven day blitz in Taiwan, actually, uh, in July um, at the, uh, during the summer. Uh, one of the students who participated in all the blitzes. She was like, "Hey, this is great. Can I take this to Taiwan, where I live, this summer?" Oh wow! And we're like, "Yeah, sure." And so she coordinated all of it, and so basically, I'll be heading over there and, and running a seven-day workshop. So, so again, you know, we have big visions of what this thing could look like, um, just um, as opposed to just a fifteen-week uh, uh, class. And so, um, so that's that's pretty exciting. And, and again, you know, you know, John and I are good friends, and any opportunity that we can work on something together, we we do. And um, so that's that. And you know, I have a few other projects lined up. Um, in terms of personal projects, I think you know I want to kind of focus on hey, what's good in for a little bit more, just to kind of build it up to where I can eventually, you know, maybe shop it around to see if if an organization or some other studio could maybe take it over and develop the site even more. Um, but uh, that's kind of further down the road. But I mean, honestly, man, I, I don't know. I, I think just um, my big thing after the new year was to really embrace the idea of being very mindful of the, the specific people that I'm working with as mm -hmm. opposed to the projects themselves. You know, So of course, I'm going to have a gut feeling on if a project that either I started or someone else approaches me with is a good fit or not. You know, of course, if it's going to be under the social design, social innovation space, then yes, of course. But for me, what I found the last, you know, half year, or maybe even a year, um, is really being mindful of the people that I, I want to work with. And, you know, I have a handful of, of friends who I just love jamming with, man. And so if I can craft more projects around, them and so we have an opportunity really an excuse to to hang out have fun drink beer and have you know <laughs> and then and then do something creative to boot then awesome so i think how i'm going to approach uh, my own practice since i work for myself i can have i have the ability to kind of figure out what's on my plate and so i think starting now i think i'm going to really focus on who it is i'm working with um, to make sure that I'm having fun and I'm doing it with people that I that I respect and uh, and and just go from there. So, so with the people that you are, you know, carefully vetting in terms of who you're working with, um, as we're coming to a close here for our our little chat, uh, I was wondering if any of those people um, you would like to to hear on Onward Radio and if you could share their names with us. Yeah. No. Um... I mean, I can probably share uh, quite a few hundreds um, of names, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been, you know, it, it's, it's really, I just pinch myself every time I, I kind of think about the people that I've been, I've been able to work with and, and even, you know, some of the people that 
back in college, I was reading in books and magazines, and now I'm, I can call them friends. And so I've been just very fortunate to kind of be in a position where I've been able to make not just like, I hate the, the networking word. You know, I tell my students all the time to, it's not just networking, guys. You guys are building relationships. You guys are building friendships. And oh, by the way, we can work together too, you know? And so, you know, when I think about it that way, it just makes me feel so lucky to, to actually call some of these guys friends and, and, and be able to work on something together. Yeah, they're but, not uh, just a business contact. They're people exactly. that, yeah. Yeah, say, hey, I'm going to be in, in Detroit. Let's go hang out and let me crash on your couch. Okay, cool. You know, like, it's just that easy. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I, you know, a, a really good friend of mine, Ben Gatos, you know, we met at VCU, uh, an amazing guy. He's a designer, filmmaker. He teaches at U of M Flint. Um, he's, he's someone who's really doing some great stuff in the social design space. Uh, he started his practice with his business partner in Boston. Uh, him and his wife moved to Detroit. So they have a Boston office and a Detroit office. His wife is also amazing. You should probably interview both of them. They're really <laughs> tapped into the, uh, they're really tapped into the the creative scene in Detroit, both, uh, you know, design, film, you know, public, uh, public events, public workshops, um, community-based art um, projects. Um, uh, uh, one of my friends out here in SF, Hunter Franks, he's a young guy who is also in this um, public art, community, participatory um, uh, art and design world. I mean, he's just killing it, man. He's a young kid who's just like, doing all these great things. He, he won, uh, I don't know if you win this, but he got granted a, a Knight Foundation grant and he's been all over the country doing these various um, projects uh, around community building and things like that. So he's a really cool guy. That's a hard um, grant to get. Yeah, no, and, and he's a good guy and, and he deserves it. You know, he's, he's, I, I always joke with him. I'm, I always say I'm his number one fan. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and so, and then, you know, uh, uh, my friend Megan Deal, who's a Project Emmer, um, I've known her since 2009. She is doing some amazing work in uh, in Cincinnati now. She's uh, she's lived in Detroit, Chattanooga. Um, she's also in the social design, social innovation space, and again, she's she's doing some cool stuff. So, um, yeah, that's that's a good list to just to get started with. You know, I think. Um... Um, Megan specifically, she's someone that I've met and, um, she has boundless energy. I'll just say that. <laughs> yeah. We, we try to, we try to stay in touch. We probably, you know, chat on the phone about two or three times a year. And it, it seems like every time I get off the phone, I'm much more like inspired and motivated. You know, she does something with, to me. It's just like, damn, I gotta, I gotta get on Megan's level, you know, <laughs> <laughs> gotta up my game a little bit there. Yeah, seriously. Well, thanks, Mark, for joining us today, and I really appreciate um, the time that you've given to uh, this show, and uh, I look forward to, to everything that you're doing and what's coming next. Yeah, I appreciate it, man, and um, you know, I've been listening to all the other uh, interviews, and you know, this is a great podcast, and, and wish you all the best, and whatever I can do to, to help, uh, let me know. I'll definitely uh, catch up with you on that for sure. Awesome. Appreciate all right. it. All right. Thanks a lot. This episode is sponsored by a generous donation from Celery Design. Celery believes good design is a powerful force. They aim to make it a force for good by building strong brands for sustainable products, services, and programs. You can learn more about Celery at CeleryDesign.com.